Kia ora Hello family, how are we? Now it's been a hot minute since I popped on here so I would love to hear from you. How are you doing in New Zealand? We are currently in lockdown for COVID-19 so I would love to hear how you are doing and more so this is why I have felt called to jump on here and speak into this topic that's been coming up quite a bit recently um, with clients, with friends, just in my reality, on on my radar. So I'm feeling really cool to really just speak into it and share from my perspective, from my own journey, what this means to me and what I have experienced So I'm going to speak into ego versus soul. So living from ego versus living from soul. And what the ego actually is. And trying to break away from quite a bit of its negative connotation. It's been slammed quite a bit over the last wee while in the space of personal development and spirituality. Um... And there's this misconception that we have to get to this spiritual enlightened state and then we will be egoless. But the reality is, is that ego is a part of our humanness. So as long as we are in our human body, having a human experience, we will have an ego. So ego merely is our identity. It's our personality It is the masks that we form to carry out, you know, our particular roles in different areas of our lives, in our families, in our friendships, in our workplaces, any other spaces that we hang out. It is that front, our humanness, our character that allows us to basically show up and do what we need to do. So ego can become a barrier when we are disconnected from our soul. So if we are purely coming from ego and we don't have that connection to soul, then ego is merely just running off the identity that it forms um, from a space of fear in order of in order to survive. So basically it comes back to instinctual nature of uh, survival. So if we are continuing through reality in a space of survival, we're constantly looking for threats, problems, fears, anything that could go wrong and then forming an identity in order to keep us safe, in order to get our needs met. So we have basic needs as a human being. And this is, you know, our physical needs. uh, Shelter, safety, food, uh, psychological needs, love, connection. uh, You know, just those really basic needs. So if we are not having these needs met or they have been compromised at some stage, then the ego will basically form an identity 
in order to have these needs met. So, um, you know, this could be seen as manipulation, but really it's just a form of survival. But now we know that we don't have to live in this space of survival because we live in this beautiful, luxurious world, most of us do, where our basic needs are met. You know, it's not uncommon for us to be without. Um, totally, it's 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 evident that there are many people that do go without. However, for most of us, we are so blessed to uh, live these lives where we don't have to. So this is where we, you know, the ego can take more of a back step. So qualities of the ego are things such as, um, you know, fear, scarcity, you know, fear of things running out, running low, running out of money, running out of food. Um, it's about competition, it's domination. These are just um, typical characteristics of our ego. Um, seeks revenge, has very rigid fixed views, craves safety, uh, is cynical, buys into conspiracies, um, has hidden agendas, it's never satisfied, it always needs more, it controls, um, it fears change, is materialistic, um, easily misled, it's that victim mentality, um, and it's just that loud voice in our head that is telling us constantly what we should and shouldn't be doing. Um, so this merely is, you know, the essence of the ego. However, when we become in touch with our soul, our true self, our authentic self, who we truly are beyond our human form, beyond our human identity. When we come back into this space, because for many of us, we become disconnected through our upbringings, you know, as, as children, we, um, you know, are so dependent on people around us for our survival that we buy into their way of seeing the world, their way of being. And, you know, it almost gets conditioned out of us that we have to depend on others. We have to buy into this fear, this scarcity, they're not being enough. So basically people are just projecting their own trauma onto us at a very young age therefore we are being conditioned with these certain beliefs around the world you know that we have to work hard to earn money that we have to be the best that we have to always win that the ultimate goal in life is to work our way up the corporate ladder and to be earning lots of money um, however most of us will come to a point in our life where we realize that this isn't fulfilling us anymore. You know, these desires of the ego are no longer doing it and we feel um, dissatisfied, we feel resentful, we feel frustrated, we start questioning, you know, is this really all there is to life? 
And this is um, what many will refer to as a spiritual awakening, but merely we're just coming home to ourselves, who we truly are, our eternal selves, our soul, you know, the part of us that incarnated, the essence of us that incarnated into our human bodies into this lifetime. So this part of us is inspired, is abundant, it is selfless, has an open heart, it expands to potential, it is about unity, equality, connection, it knows that we are all one, we are all interconnected with all life. This is love, this is trust, this lets go, this part of us can let go this part of us can forgive and believes in unconditional love it believes in second chances it believes in being peaceful it believes in being fluid and easy adaptable knows that this is the part of us that knows that you know it's just so much more bigger than the problems that we are facing here and now this part of us is eternal, is present, is connected with the universe. This part of us has pure intentions, it's content, it's satisfied, it's authentic, it's detached, has visions, can practice discernment. This is the part of us, our own soul's truth. This is the part of us that receives inspiration, higher divine inspiration, these downloads, these beautiful ideas that just come to us in a vision, in a dream. Um, this part of us is the quiet whispers, the gentle nudges that are encouraging us to do what would really fulfill us and light us up. So when we can reconnect to this part of us, this is the part of us that also, you know, when being present and connected with the universe is starting to really notice the synchronicity that everything is happening for a reason, that this is a divine journey and that we are on some meaningful, soulful journey fulfilling a deeper purpose than what we once knew or what we were once taught in school or growing up that, um, you know, we're just here to grow up, go to university, become successful, get married, buy a house, retire and die. It's part of us that knows that there's just so much more to life than that. Um, so... When these two aspects of ourselves, because there's two aspects to ourselves here, our soul and our ego. So our, our soul is generally seated in our heart space. But it also can communicate to us through our intuition, which can be felt in our gut, the gut feeling, or also again in our heart spaces, or we can receive visions and communications in our third eye, in the center of our forehead. Also communicates to us through feeling, through our body, deep inner knowing. 
So this is another conversation, but each of us have different ways of communication with spirit and we all have different abilities in how that communication can happen with energy, essentially, with energetic beings, the unseen. And so ego merely is just a part of our identity that sits in our brain and is formed as we live, but as as we live, but our soul is eternal. So as I was saying earlier, when we become connected to our soul, these two aspects of ourselves can actually marry together and work together in harmony. So it's only problematic when the ego is guiding who we are, how we're showing up, the behaviours that we're engaging in, the actions that we are choosing to take when we are disconnected from our soul. However, when we are reconnected with our soul and recognise this part of us and are open to continue to connect with this part of us, this part of us, you know, this trusting, this deep inner knowing that is guiding us exactly where we are supposed to be to experience that true bliss, that true peace, that true abundance that is already ours, that is our birthright, that is just sitting there waiting for us to accept it and know that it's there and be guided towards it and take the steps. So when we allow our soul to lead our lives, rather, the ego can become essentially a loyal servant. It just needs the direction. Otherwise, it's just trying to direct us based off our mental programming that we've received just from our upbringing and as a response to different problems or traumas that we've experienced in the past and so it's just doing what it knows works for us what it knows it needs to do to have our basic needs met but we can go a step further than that we can expand we don't merely have to survive anymore we can thrive we can open up expand and reach our highest potential and tap into that limitless possibility that like anything is actually possible and we are always taken care of when we can lean in and trust our own inner guidance that comes from that space. And she or he is ever so willing for us to come home to that part of ourselves to recognize because we don't have to struggle or suffer or you know live in pain anymore and we can step up and take self-responsibility simply by tapping into our own inner guidance so when we are soul-led and when we trust that aspect of ourself we have the courage to just go off on a limb and trust those little nudges that we are receiving in each moment those gentle beautiful loving nudges then we can live that life that we truly desire that our heart is yearning for 
And the ego, our character, our human character, our identity, simply houses the soul, simply is, you know, the face, the personality to our soul. So it really gets to be fun when these two aspects of ourselves can come together and unify. The ego is more than happy to accommodate when it knows it's for our highest and greatest good. It can let go bit by bit of the old ways of being that don't serve us. We can show up and lean into this love, this passion, this bliss, this inspiration that is sitting there waiting to be tapped into and it's forever. We just need to quieten down, cut off from the outside world, the external noise and continue to do practices that allow us to come back into our own energy, our own unique essence that is sitting there waiting to be acknowledged, waiting to be accepted and loved, waiting to be trusted. So then it can guide you bit by bit back home, back to where you're truly meant to be, back to where you can experience that happiness, that joy, that everything that you truly want. But what you once knew, what you were once told, or how everyone else is doing it, just isn't doing it for you anymore. And so it's letting go of the frustration, of the blame, of the control, needing it to be a certain way, because that is the misguided ego. That is the ego just trying to do its thing. However... When we come back to ourselves, back to our soul, we can then start to live a life that fulfills us, that lights us up, that is easy. That's right, I said it, easy. Your success, your life, how you serve, how you show up, how you earn money, the relationships you have with your loved one, with your family, with your friends, the things you do, whatever it is you choose to do, can be easy. Because when you are following your soul's desires, that is the pathway to ease, to flow, to bliss peace so even though the ego may get a bad rap it really doesn't have to hold us back it really doesn't have to be shamed and suppressed anymore because we know now that ego is never actually going to go away and it serves a purpose Ego is our character, it's our identity, it's our personality and when we are in touch with our soul, with our true essence, with our authentic self, our ego is the vehicle of this and our intentions begin to shift. We're no longer coming from a place of fear, of doubt, of lack of trust, 
of scarcity, of survival, of restriction, of a rigid mindset based off past patterns and fears and worries and stories from other people and from a place of trauma and avoiding pain. And we are now aligning with love, with expansion, with that innate knowing, that intuitive, inspirational guidance that feels expansive, that feels like a full body yes, a deep inner knowing. And it's beautiful and it lights a fire inside of you. Feel the difference between the two energies. So I invite you to take a moment with yourself over the next wee while and just check in what does coming from soul feel like? What does making a decision from soul feel like versus making a decision from my ego mind? Where do I feel soul? Where do I feel my intuition? That open, expansive, inspirational guidance. Where do I feel that? Where do I receive that? How do I know it's soul? Versus what does ego sound like? What does that feel like? What does that sound like? So for everybody it's different, but I'll just share for me personally, soul I can feel in my heart, it's an expansion in my heart space, it's just an opening and it's just like a breath of fresh air, it's just like, (sighs) yeah, that's the one, it feels so good, I know that's what I need to do in this moment, versus ego, it's like this intrusive loud voice and I can just tell it's just past patterning it's like a record on repeat and I can see just these old negative patterns playing out like judgment or this is what you should be doing like very demanding self-sabotaging sometimes very disciplinary like keeping me in line like my wounded inner child like fearing getting told getting told off or getting in trouble or not doing the right thing or trying to fit in or people please or being in competition you know these are sort of the this is the essence I suppose of my ego that's trying to keep me safe that's trying to meet my needs for love and connection and the desire to be successful these sorts of things Whereas my soul is completely detached from that. It's not attached to that humanness. It's it's so much more than that. It's expansive. It's connected to source. It's connected to all of my past lives, all of my future lives, all of the timelines. But, you know, that's going down, opening up some more conversations. So we'll just keep it simple for now. But the soul is just so much more than what we can see and have experienced in this lifetime from our limited human mind 
limited human capacity. It's just it's just so much bigger than that. But anyway, I invite you to play around with that exercise. Perhaps journal on it. Free flowing, free free writing is just pure stream of consciousness is, is a way to communicate with your soul. So you can just pop a question at the top of a page, you know, soul, what, what does it feel like? Or how do I know when I'm coming from soul? And just allow yourself to write just without any filter, without any restriction, just allowing yourself to write whatever comes forward. And your answers will come through without a doubt. Journaling is such a wholesome practice for anything and everything to get clarity on whatever answers you are seeking. Alrighty, so have fun, enjoy. I appreciate you tuning in and listening. I will be popping back on again soon. As I've said, please do get in touch if you have any ideas that you would like me, any topics that you would like me to talk into or if you wish to share what's come up for you or any aha moments or any insights that have dropped in, I would love to hear. I love hearing what's happening for my listeners. Alrighty, beautifuls, I will speak to you again soon. All my love.